All right, and welcome into another edition of the Buffalo Basement Podcast. I am your host, Matt Dyert, and as always, to my right, I have my co-host, Pat Bruckness, at PatTheBill5 on Twitter. Uh, we are coming for, to you live from the Buff, uh, Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, so I want to thank everybody for com- uh, coming in here tonight. So uh, we have some, some exciting stuff to go over tonight. Uh, the Bills did win last week um, against the Chargers. Well, I'm, I'm glad to say that they did pull that out. Both Pat and I did uh, have some <laughs> way off score predictions on that, oh, yeah. but um, you know that that tends to happen when you fire the fire the head coach and the GM and everything. They you know the players tend to you know rally around the uh, the the, uh, the 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 new coach the the new coach and they want to play for the team. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. We got we got to get into um, you know rooting interests that happened because the Bills did get a lot of help um around the nfl so we'll, we'll talk about that stuff as well and then uh um, we'll preview the the bills patriots game and at the end of the night we will do our normal buffalo basement um uh you know gambling segment where we'll give you our our uh, five leg parlay and our um snipe of the week so with that being said let's get into it pat how are you this week i'm doing good i'm good i hope everybody had a happy holidays whatever you guys celebrate i'm glad the bills pulled that one off man that was a nail biter that was for sure a nail biter. Yes, it was. And uh, before we do get into this, though, I do want to do want to welcome in our newest sponsor, Ilio de Palos. Um, definitely want to thank them for um, you know having faith in our show and having faith in, in in the network and everything like that. So definitely, definitely check them out uh, right there in Hamburg. Um, and uh, great place. They they do actually treat you like family there. Not not unlike the uh, the other fake Italian place. So definitely check them out there. And uh, Pat, who's our other sponsor tonight? We are also sponsored by Sons of Aries. They have artwork, apparel, and hats. If you guys want to get a painting like the one behind me, we're glad Sons of Aries sponsors us as well. If you want to check out some of their apparel, artwork, or hats, it'll be www.sonsofaerie.com. And now let's get into it, Pat. So um, definitely, definitely want to thank them for both, uh, both sponsoring the show and, uh, you know, Let's get into it with the, the Bills and Chargers here. So with that being said, um, what did you like from this game that we just had, Pat? Well, we saw Gabe Davis have his Gabe Davis performance with six with six targets, four receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. He f- looked like playoff Gabe, Matt. <laughs> he looked like playoff Gabe. Josh Allen with another rushing touchdown and another passing touchdown. He has, he has now surpassed... Four straight seasons of 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns in four straight seasons. First NFL player to do that. Yes. So, uh, and then on top of that, too, I, I made a joke on Twitter also that, um, you know, we knew Josh Allen wasn't going to hold that, that 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 record for too long. He broke his <laughs> own record there. Um, so now he's got the uh, the 11 games with a touchdown, uh, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. So definitely, definitely a great thing. Um, he threw some nice deep balls, uh, one to get uh, two to Gabe Davis, actually the, you know, both of them were beautiful throws from Josh Allen. So the one for a t- did go for a touchdown. The other one ended up on like the nine yard line. So, um, and that one was a, actually both of them were amazing catches from Gabe. You know, one was a fingertip catch and one was a, uh, one was a, a, a toe drag. So, um, definitely, uh, definitely want to, Definitely want to definitely want to shout out Gabe Davis for that because it was time for you know somebody else other than Stephon Diggs to step up because they haven't had anybody you know really step up for the Bills this year other than you know Gabe Davis or I mean other than Stephon Diggs and he hasn't really you know 
performed because he's he, he's for whatever reason, whether he, he's dealing with an undisclosed injury, anything like that, that, um, you know, definitely, definitely want to wanted to see that. So um, that was definitely nice. That was definitely nice to see with Gabe Davis. And he had a uh, one of those typical Gabe Davis games when he actually shows out. So um, what else did you like from the game? Our defense, the first the first quarter, I felt like our defense was allowing a lot of third down conversions. They finally settled in. The defensive line started to get pressure. Ed Oliver and the final drive of the game, you know, getting that sack to let the clock continue to run was huge. Possibly won us the game. Yeah, I mean, it did. But, I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else, but, like, I had flashbacks of Music City Miracle on that that one and had Erickson actually paid attention when he was he, – he had blockers up that sideline. So I'm glad he didn't see it, and I'm glad he cut inside, and, you know, they were able to get that stop at the end of the game. So, um, you know, the Bills are 9-6 and six right now after that game. Um, the things that I really liked from that game was that – one of the things was that Oliver. Like, he, he was in the backfield almost all, all game. Um, you know, they had the full week at that point for Easton Stick now with him – being, you know, 100% uh, lamented as the starter in there for them. So he was able to, you know, get a full week of practice in um, and throw with the receivers. Uh, you know, he didn't have their best receiver on the field in Keenan Allen. So that definitely that definitely helped the Bills a little bit with that. I don't know how much that would have changed the result, but you never know. You, you, you know, we they played who they had to play and, you know, ended up coming, you know, starting to really take take hold of the game after the second quarter uh, or during the second quarter, I should say. And, uh, you know, I was getting a little worried when it was 10 nothing, But, you know, as we all know that the McDermott's defense, for whatever reason, struggles against the scripted plays. Um, so when they come in and they're going against scripted plays, when they, you know, unfortunately, we, we have to just kind of realize that they have to settle in. So, it kind of puts the bills in a bad position as, as far as the off offense goes, because if they don't score, if they get the ball first, then, you know, they're, they're, they've already had the ball once they won't get it at half Can't do the double dip, whether, you know, even it, I don't think that's truly the biggest thing out there, but cause I'd rather on any team take the ball and go score and, and go up on, on, on a team. But as far as that anything else goes, I mean, it, it kind of puts the Bills in a bad position, and luckily the the defense kind of stiffened up there. So I'm, I'm happy to happy that they they were able to do that. So um, what else what else did you see from the game that that you liked, Pat? Well, even when the game was tough at times, we still found a way with the final drive on offense to go down the field and at least get the field goal that we needed. That was really nice to see. You know, we came together on the final drive. We saw a Khalil Shakir play that should have been a touchdown, in my opinion. It was too close to overturn. I felt like it should have stayed a touchdown. But still, we when when we had to score, we did. See, and, and that's the thing. Like as far as as far as that Khalil Shakir thing goes, I'm glad they overturned it. Like I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I'm glad they overturned it. You hate taking points off the board because you never truly know what can happen. There could be a fumble, there could be a, a interception, there could be any, you know, bad snap, anything like that. Like, and I understand that completely. But with that being said, 
they have two minutes and about 29 seconds to go down the field and score. And I think at that point they were, they had one, would have had one timeout left. So they have basically as many plays as they need to within the, the, the fourth of four downs um, to, to go down the field and and score. And it's, it's a lot harder to defend four downs than it is three obvious for obvious reasons. But, you know, as much as as much as we're you know sweating out everything, like <laughs> the Bills came back, the, Josh Allen left the field again with a lead, and the defense stiffened up and 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 stopped them, and you know everything went the Bills' way, and it seems like everything's starting to come back to the mean right now. So um, as far as as far as one score games go, um, now as far as as far as you know James Cook goes, we gave him a lot of love last week and. You know, he didn't have a great game. He fumbled with about three-ish minutes, uh, four-ish minutes left, five-ish minutes left um, in in the fourth quarter there. And the defense stepped up, and the defense stepped up, and, and they stopped him. They they actually got a stop and held him to a field goal, which helped the Bills. Yes, the Chargers took a lead. The Bills got a sack on that drive and everything like that. And it took a, I think it was what, a 50, 52 yard field goal for them right. to 52. tie the game. But again, we have to remember that's in, in SoFi in the nice weather on turf. So less likely to have any, any issues at the end there, but um, you know, and, 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 and Dicker is just, <laughs> turning in, into one of the better kickers in the league right now, one of the most reliable kickers in the league. Um, I think they said he, he was like, he went like 18 straight or 19 straight after yep. that one. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, 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 it's tough to watch that. And, you know, 52 yard field goal goes through and we don't have Josh Allen. Maybe we don't win that game, but we have to remember who we have. We have Josh Allen back there. We have 17 back there that, that can lead a team down the field and score. And, and you saw it on that, that, you know, third and four, you always wait for, he gets one of those great plays a game where you're just like, Oh my God, how did he make that play? <laughs> he dropped back probably 10 yards and then threw a perfect strike to uh, Khalil Shakir to keep that going. And, you know, it, it's, it's really amazing to see that because there's not, I would say probably maybe two quarterbacks in the league. And this year it doesn't look like Mahomes might be, might not be one of them. So maybe one quarterback in the league can make that. So, and like I said, we're going to have a discussion here in a little bit about Josh Allen and, you know, the MVP race. Cause I know you have some numbers on that as yep. well, because um, I don't know how much I want him to be MVP because before last year, it had been a while, while uh, had been a while before, um, you know, the MVP of the league, the MVP of the league won the Super Bowl. So I, I kind of take the trade off for Super Bowl for rather than MVP. But and I'm, I'm sure Josh Allen would, too, because he, he wants that Lombardi. So, yeah. um, you know, what else we got from that game? Well, I love the way our run defense looked in that game. We didn't let Austin Eckler gash us. Yes, they have not had the best running game. Austin Eckler has not played that well this year, but he, they still he still didn't. You know, he wasn't averaging five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel. He didn't feel like our defense was getting gashed. 
Well, and that's the real, that, that was the real issue. Um, you know, all, all years you, you saw these good running backs come in and the bills, you know, since they had lost Daquan Jones, you know, get not necessarily get gashed, but they'd be making plays like in, in, important plays. Like they'd stop them on like first and 10 for a two yard loss or something like that, but then they'd throw it and they'd be second or third and two or something. And they'd be able to pick it up. So, you know, un, I'm glad they stepped up. I, I really am glad they stepped up and, you know, we're able to, we're able to stop them. So, or stop Austin Eckler. Plus on that, on top of that, Eckler was looking like Eckler's looked old all year. He has like, he, he he's looked past his prime as a running back. And I don't know whether that was because of, you know, in it, the injury from the beginning of the season, um, anything like that. But the other thing that really bothered me about the broadcast is they were, they were saying that, you know, how well he was doing in that game. And I think he had what, like 58 yards or something like right. that. It wasn't much. So no, and it, it really wasn't a lot, but they were running better than they had been all year. Um, there was times that I, I would place, um, you know, a parlay or anything like that, you know, and it would be like a 25 yards for Eckler. And it was a struggle for him to even get there. He'd most of the time get there, but you know, at that point, you know, 25 yards should be something that's simple for a running back. Right. Um, so as far as the defense goes, I really, you know, that Rasul Douglas trade, I still say it every single week is, he just is just amazing, you know, every, every weekend and week out. He's turning into what Trey White was. Right. Before. He is, you know, that shutdown corner that they need. Um, he's put into zone coverage. He's putting a man coverage. He's, and they're, it, you know, he's stepping up to the task and he's really, really showing to be what, you know, PFF said about him a couple of weeks ago that he's the most valuable um, cornerback in the league. Um, you know, with that being said, I mean, what else What else you got for us on this Chargers game? The last thing I have is I like the way how we're winning games without Stefan Diggs being the main vocal point of the offense. I think he had 29 receiving yards off eight targets last week against the Chargers. But last year, it felt like we couldn't win games where Stefan Diggs didn't go nuclear with 100 receiving yards. This year, he hasn't had 100 receiving yards since week six. Which is a nice thing yeah. to see that we're winning games like that. But I do want to see our star receiver start getting a bit more yards. And I think they said on the broadcast this, you know, he had before the Chargers game, he had gone eight games in a row without a hundred yard game, right. which was, which it, you never saw that. He maybe go like one or two, like, yes, he did tie it from like one of his previous years um, with the bills, but he was still getting up up in yards it was more um it was more it was more you know at the he was in the 80s and 90s he wasn't in the right. 30s or 40s you know so he was still getting his yards he was still getting his you know but there's there's seeming to throw to him behind the line and right trying to get him to make plays behind the line and moving forward so i, I don't know how they're going to start to get Stefan Diggs involved more in the offense. But I would like to see it. But on top of that too, then is he's dropping more balls now. He is. He is. So 
there was a couple of times in the in the Chargers game he did have a couple of drops. I think one would have been for a big first down, and then right. I think the Bills had to punt. Um, so, you know, Stephon Diggs is still Stephon Diggs. He's going to catch the ball. He could have had a huge play on the one that Josh Allen underthrew, and something like that. You know, people want to call it, you know, quote unquote, an arm punt, but Josh makes those throws, you know, eight or nine out of 10 times. Right. But for whatever reason, this year, he's really not. So, so, I mean, it really comes down to, you know, I, I really wish Josh would, would have taken what the defense had given him rather than trying and force it to Stefan Diggs deep on top of that though. Josh had arm arrogance on that throw as well. Yes, he did. He figured he could just get the ball out there and Stefan Diggs is going to make a play on the ball. Had he set his feet, had he gotten, you know, square and everything like that, he probably makes that throw and that's probably a touchdown for Diggs because oh, yeah, that's there, was nobody, that, there was nobody behind him at all, at all. So, I mean, you know, with that being said, How else do you feel about this game? I mean, I, I feel good coming out of this game, um, just more more because they got a win. But at the same time, what do you? How do you feel about the game? I feel good. You know, we got the win. Win by one. Win by fifty. It's the same thing. Win in win in advance. That's all we have to do right now. Is we've been in our playoffs since what week ten? We're in the. Playoff I mean, yeah, it's, right now. it's been it's <laughs> been a win. while since they've been in the playoffs. It was nice to see that we won a one-score game that was sloppy at first. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had a they fired their head coach. They rallied as a team. I didn't think they're going to do that, but they did. They played better than I expected. But at the end of the day, just win, and that's what we well, did. Who was, to, who was to expect that? Like, I didn't think the Bills were going to beat them again, sixty-three to twenty-one. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen, but. You know, when it comes down to it, I thought the Bills were going to hold them to like three points, maybe. But, you know, it was 24-22 at the end of the game. Like you said, 1.50 points. It doesn't matter. It's still a win. The Bills are 9-6. and We'll go over some rooting interests here in a little bit. Um, But I do want to kind of move into, uh, you know, Josh Allen, MVP talk. But before I do that, I do want to just real quickly – you know, take a quick commercial break here. Um, and just, uh, from one of, from our sponsor, Elio DePaulo. All right. And again, thank you to Ilya DePaulo's for sponsoring us here tonight, along with Sons of Erie as well. So with that being said, uh, Pat, let's move into the Josh Allen MVP talk. Um, Josh Allen, I really think should be one of the top three guys getting it um, or in the conversation for it, because I know you have his numbers, but right. if you take, let's be honest, it, you know, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen's plus 1200 right now. If you're, you know, looking at betting things or anything like that, he's plus 1200 to win MVP. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is, is like minus 100 or minus something. Right. Um, it, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has what? 24 touchdowns on the year. 
26. 13, 26 now to 13 interceptions. Like, I'm sorry. That's he, he's accounting for 55% of his team's touchdowns. Josh Allen, the team has 48 touchdowns. He has 40 of them. He's, yeah. he, he's accounted for 40 of them, which is 83%. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, he has two games left to say, you know, who's to say he doesn't throw, throw and run for two, throw for two and run for two in each game. And that put, gets him to 48. Right. You know, so if, if that, if Josh Allen, you know, is in there, he should be the, one of the top three guys for the MVP race. Um, he should be. My, my, my top three are Tyreek Hill, McCaffrey, and Josh Allen. See, so, and, and you go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead see my top stats. Okay. The stats are Josh Allen has 511 passing attempts on the season, 340 completions, 3,778 passing yards, 27 passing touchdowns, and 15 interceptions to go along with 85 rushing attempts, 415 yard rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns with a 4.9 yards per attempt. So, I mean, he's almost at 40, 41, 50 uh, yards total, correct? Right. So, I mean, you know, he's he's at the top of the league for that in quarterbacks. He leads the league in, in total touchdowns. Um, you know, what's he, 66% completion rate? Yep, 66.8, I believe. I mean, that's one of his best of his career. Like, and yeah. you cannot you cannot discount what Josh Allen actually means to the Buffalo Bills. You take Josh Allen, you take any of those players. Like I said, you take Tyreek Hill off of the uh, um, the Dolphins. You saw what happened when they they beat the Jets. Yes, it was the Jets, but they beat them 31 to nothing. Right. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we saw what happened with him um, against the uh, against the Browns when the Browns beat him. He got hurt in, you know, at the in the second quarter. And he would be the only one that I would probably say would be close to Josh is to be, you know, valuable to the team. And the way that I look at most valuable player is the middle word value, right? He is the most valuable player to his team. He is. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, you know, it, it might sound homerish of me or anything like that, but if you take, if you were to take Josh Allen and take him off this team, Kyle Allen is not doing the things that Josh Allen's doing. Um, you know, Matt Barkley's not doing the, the things that Josh Allen is doing on this team. I don't care if you have Stefan Diggs or if you have Jamar Chase. Like you saw last week what Jake Browning did without or like, you know, without Jamar Chase. So which tells me Jamar Chase is worth uh, you know, more valuable than a Joe Burrow or Jake Browning because the the um the Bengals were three and zero before Jamar Chase got hurt with right. Jake Browning instead of Joe Burrow. So in 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 Cincinnati, it's almost like that he does. Joe Burrow isn't. I don't want to call him a system quarterback because I do think he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He really is. He you is. know he he does make that go. He does you know if Jamar Chase is sitting out, I think that they potentially still win that game against Pittsburgh last last week. Who knows? But Josh Allen is the Bills MVP. He should be the league MVP. But again, like I said before, I would trade the MVP award for the Bills to make the Super Bowl. 
how do you feel like what do you you know as far as quarterbacks i know you have some other other basic stats you know for us um yeah you know with with uh with tyreek hill uh, about tyreek hill and lamar jackson and things like that so go ahead and go into those well before i get into that people say josh Allen's best chance at mvp was 2020 he had 42 touchdowns at this point in 2020 right now he's at 40 and he has a higher completion percentage most touchdowns and total touchdowns in the league. He's averaging 278 scrimmage yards per game between passing and rushing with almost a three to one touchdown ratio, inter- touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, but yeah, some of the stats I have here for Lamar Jackson, he's at 3,357 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. He has 786 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. A total of 24 total touchdowns. Tua has 44,214 passing yards. 26 touchdowns, passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So with 26 total touchdowns. Brock Purdy, 4,050 passing yards. 29 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions. 3,170. No, I'm sorry. 31 total touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, who I feel should be right up there with Josh Allen in MVP, 258 rushing attempts, 1,395 rushing yards, 14 rushing touchdowns, 537 receiving yards with seven receiving touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 106 receptions, 1,641 receiving yards with 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean... there's only one other guy on there. Well, I should say two other guys on that list that, you know, we talked about already that should have it. I mean, if, if it goes to Lamar Jackson, it's literally like, you know, he's 26 touchdowns. He is, you know, he has a good completion percentage, but he's got, you know, how many, how many total yards does he have? Do you know, uh, Lamar Jackson has 4,143. He's right there with Josh is right there with him. But Josh, Josh has, has 14 more yards. touchdowns. Exactly. Right. 14 more touchdowns. Right. Exactly. Tua and Lamar Jackson have a combined of 50 total touchdowns. Josh Allen alone has 40. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy to me that anybody thinks that Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. Like he I, is. I will sit here and tell you, I wanted I wanted uh Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson out of that draft. Like 100%. Like there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Those I, I thought those were going to be the two best quarterbacks. And I thought Cleveland would have not pulled a Cleveland and taken Baker Mayfield. I thought they would take Josh Allen. So I wanted the Bills to take Lamar Jackson at that point. So, I mean, it, you know, things might have changed, but I'm glad we got Josh Allen because I, I thought he was going to be the best quarterback in that draft. And he has turned out to be the best quarterback in that draft. He is. So, it comes down to it. He's grown every single year. And this year, he seems to be taking what the defense is giving him. At the beginning of the year, he was getting a little antsy, throwing ball, you know, throwing the ball down the field, throwing it into the wrong position. But we've seen a huge turnaround from Josh since Joe Brady took over. Yes, we have. So, yes. You know, if, if Josh were to win the MVP, I think he's really gotta 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 throw some uh, so throw some flowers to uh, uh, Joe Brady for helping him get there. But um, you know, what are your final thoughts on Josh being you know Josh Allen in the MVP race? And 
I think Josh Allen should be the MVP. He has 14 more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson, who's the favorite. People want to talk about the turnovers. Lamar Jackson has 15 turnovers, three less than Josh. Yeah, That's not a big difference, especially what Josh Allen has to do. Not saying Lamar Jackson doesn't have to do all that, but Josh Allen accounts for, what is it, Matt, 83% of the Bills' touchdowns this season? Yeah. Yep. He has 40 out of 48 touchdowns this season for the Buffalo Bills. Lamar Jackson's not doing that. Tua's not doing that. Brock Purdy's not doing that. Tyree Kill, almost 2,000 yards. If he doesn't get hurt, maybe he wins it. But I just don't see Tyree Kill winning it if due to his injury. Two, if he gets to 2,000 yards, I could see him winning it as well. I mean, because that's a that's a big, big thing that no other uh, wide receiver has ever done right. in the NFL. Right. And that, But also, too, breaking that record doesn't mean you're the most valuable player on your team. Right, because we saw it. We, I'm sorry, we saw it. You know, he came out of the lineup. He didn't play against the Jets. They have some really good cornerbacks, and they were still able to cook him with, with uh, Jalen Waddle and you know, uh, Braxton Berrios and and you know Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. So, right, you know, it comes down to it. Is I truly think that Josh Allen is the best or most valuable player on to his team. Now you have uh, two other reward, or, uh, two other awards that can, that can, that that you definitely can, um, that you definitely can can kind of look at and say, you know, you got the most outstanding offensive player of the year and right. the most outstanding defensive player of the year. Those are more your best players in the league. Right. Right. Your your MVP is your MVP award is your most valuable player to your team. And I'm sorry, like it, it is like, that's what it should be. I know it's became more of a quarterback award than anything else, but the quarterback in most years is the most valuable player to their team because their off your offense doesn't go. If you don't have a top quarterback. Right. And you, right. you've seen that all over the league this year. Oh yeah. So, with that being said, what are your final takeaways for that, for, for Josh Allen as MVP? Josh Allen has 4,191 total yards. Like I said earlier, between two and Lamar Jackson, 50 total touchdowns. Josh Allen has 40. Josh Allen puts his team on his back consistently, minus the Dallas game. Josh Allen should be MVP. Yeah, I mean, and that's definitely absolutely. That's that's my full takeaway is Josh Allen. If he gets the Bills into the playoffs, if he gets the Bills into the playoffs, and he he goes, uh, you know, and they they take over the division, and they're in the two seed, because like we'll get to here in a little bit, they they pretty much are you're locked in for the two seed of the six seed. Right. There's really are. no no. There is a couple other scenarios sprinkled in there that could happen, and they get the fifth seed or the seventh seed. Uh, but it's pretty much we're looking at the two seed or the six seed. Right. So with that being said, let's kind of go into the uh, the rooting interest at this point right now um, that happened this previous week in week 16. So we can kind of recap that a little bit. Um, do you have them in front of you? Yes, I have most of them in front of me. I believe okay. I got the correct ones. I was also <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't watching the games. So, yeah, but I think I got most of them here. New England beat Denver. That was a shocker. That was a huge one. That was a that huge was one. That was huge. 
That was huge. Um, it, it basically knocked Denver out of the playoffs, put them at right. nine, uh, put put them at seven and eight, yep. with two games remaining. We saw what's what's going to happen in Denver, which I, I I still cannot believe that they're talking about you know benching Russell Wilson and getting rid of him at the end of the year. Like that that just blows my mind. So, um, what else do we got there? Um, we had what the Colts beat the I mean the Falcons beat the Colts. Yes, the Falcons beat the Colts, which really helped. Atlanta because, really yeah, beat ahead. them. Atlanta yeah, really no, beat them. Yeah, no, they did. Um, and then we have Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. We that was Pittsburgh huge. Over Cincinnati, that was huge. Mason Rudolph played a heck of a game. That was that was huge. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was I was very angry about my fantasy team because I left George <laughs> Pickens on the bench in both teams. Um, so I was very very upset about that uh, at myself. Um, but I'm glad the Steelers won. That put the Bengals uh, at at their seventh loss. It put yep. it has the Steelers still at their seventh loss. The Steelers. We'll talk about this in a minute. But they had the Seahawks coming up this week, and then they finish uh, against Baltimore. So I, I see them going one on one. So that's most likely giving them their eighth loss. Um, the the Bengals. They they have what the Chiefs and then the Browns. Yes. Yep. Most likely they're going zero and two, but they could go one and one. I would I would probably get a good kick out of them beating the Chiefs this weekend. I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> and seeing the Chiefs miss the playoffs, but uh, oh you know you, you never know what could happen. But I mean it, it's true because the Raiders beat them this week, and I know that's another one that we're um, yeah we're, that was we're shocked about. That that was a huge shocker. They um, went into Kansas City like I think it was Jack Jones who picked off. Patrick Mahomes put the ball in the stands to the Chiefs fan, pulled it out. Yep. It's basically it was. what happened throughout the whole game. Yep. The Raiders did what they wanted. They took control. Um, on defense, we'll say that defense, on defense. Um, the offense, Aiden O'Connell, sixty-eight struggled. yards, <laughs> sixty-eight yards passing. I mean, he, um, but he didn't really turn the ball over, and that's no, really didn't. what. All he needed to do is they needed to hand the ball off. I, I think there was one point in the in the fourth quarter that they were saying that he hadn't completed a pass since the first quarter. Yep. So, yep. So, it, like, for them to win that game against Kansas City, that Kansas City has something wrong with them. Uh, like, as far as that goes, and I don't know, I can't pinpoint it whether it's your receivers or their receivers, or you know, if it has to do with the enemy leaving. Because I've I've heard that I've heard multiple things on Twitter from different you know different people in the Kansas City realm saying that Bianami used to run a very very you know high energy high tempo type practice and Matt Nagy's just kind of lackadaisical and just you know they just kind of go out there and not necessarily go through the motions but I mean I I almost wonder if Bianami is a is a big big factor in, in them struggling. But also, too, it, it comes down to drops, too. We've seen drops all year from the receivers. So Kadarius Tony, MVS. Yeah. Kelsey <laughs> looks like he's dealing with some maybe an injury yeah. or he's just declining. They right. have a couple issues over there in Kansas City. Right. No, they, they definitely do. And, you know, they, they play um, – who do they play the last? They play the Bengals and then they play – I think it I don't know who I think it's the Raiders the last week, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who I they play. I believe it is. We'll, we'll, we'll look right it up now. here real quickly. Go ahead and go into uh who else we got who else that we uh, got some help from. 
Well, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is not 100%. At one point, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt, were 8-3. and three. Looking Yeah, they've lost, what, four locking, in a row now? Yeah. They, they were looking into locking up the one seed. But now, what are they, 8-7? and seven? On yeah, the verge eight and of seven. Yep. maybe not losing the division, not making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that, that could definitely happen, especially if, like, because uh, you got the Colts in Houston kind of nipping at their heels a little bit for the for the division because they're all eight and seven. Right. Um, the one thing the one thing that I will say is you're probably gonna get a Jackson unless Jacksonville loses the last two games, you're probably gonna get a um, you know, Indianapolis winning the division or Houston winning the division because those two teams still play each other at the end of the year, the, their last game. And the, the the Chiefs' last game is against the Chargers. I, I do apologize about that. But um, their their last game against is against the Chargers. So the Chiefs have the Bengals and the Chargers. I, I can see them <laughs> with their struggles right now. I can see them losing one, one of those. So can I. But hopefully it's not the Bengals. Hopefully Kansas City can beat the Bengals. That yes. way it's an easier route for us to clinch a playoff spot this week, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And that's and that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, we'll get into that in a second, but you want the Browns to be able to be playing for something. So right. Um, and if they're not, then you know, and they're sitting there, guys, who's to say that they don't, you know, go in there and sit their starters just to get that extra week of rest for the playoffs because they're clinched up in the fifth seed because Baltimore takes the first seed. And, you know, they go, they, unfortunately the, the Bengals come out and, and beat them. And now, right. Unless the bills win the division, the bills fall out of a, out of a spot. So there's a lot of things that, you know, as long as the bills go one and one, they have a 97% chance of making the playoffs at this point right now. It doesn't matter if they go Patriots, Dolphins, um, you know, I would like to see them go two and zero, win the division. Yes, but if you have a if you have a spot locked up and you're in the sixth seed, and the Dolphins beat the Ravens this weekend, which they are two and zero. Two is two and zero against the Ravens, so I will just throw that out there. Um, But the Ravens' defense is looking just like. It's, it's on a different level this, this year compared yeah, to last they, year. It's on really a different are. level. They, oh, they, they, they are just look really, really good this year. And, they do. Um, they don't scare like the team itself doesn't scare me. Like if the Bills were to see them in like the divisional or the AFC Championship game, they don't scare me. But I would like to avoid them at all costs if we could. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so would I. Um, but well, at that, at, at that point, yeah, go ahead. If we are the second seed, we wouldn't have to play them into the AFC Championship game. Right. So hopefully we can just lock in the second seed, not see them until the AFC Championship game, if that's the case. And and here's the thing, though, about that, too. If, let's say, the Ravens beat the Dolphins this week, I don't see the Ravens beating the Dolphins again. Especially with them healthier. So you could be talking about a Bills Bills Dolphins AFC Championship game. You could. You be. really could. You really could. And you know, I I would much rather see that from the two because you'd be playing them at, at home. Right. But you know, at this point right now, anything can happen. So 
but the the moral of all this is we got a lot of help this past week. Huge from from you know around the league. Unfortunately, Dallas, we couldn't get the help from Dallas that we needed, even though that they were up, they left the field at the end of the game, and they're supposed to have one of the better defense in, defenses in the league, and they they couldn't stop Tua. They couldn't stop the, 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 the Dolphins' offense for whatever reason. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's kind of go into root, uh, Week 17 rooting interests here, Pat. I know you have them all kind of written down there for us, so – uh, yeah. What are what are what are the Bills clinching scenarios besides them winning? Well, the easiest route would be Cincinnati to lose to Kansas City and to for Seattle to beat Pittsburgh, and obviously us win would be the easiest route. Mm-hmm. The other route would be somewhere along the lines of a Bengals loss, Colts loss, Jaguars loss, with obviously a Bills win. And let me pull up the other one. So yeah, I mean, as far as as far as that goes, we want to get as many team. We want to see as many teams go to eight losses as possible. You're going to have somebody from the South win that they're going to be in that that most likely in that fourth spot, unless something crazy happens with Kansas City and they drop down below them. Um, but or something even crazier, and the Raiders win the last two, and the uh, the the Chiefs lose the last two, something crazy like that. You, you never know. But. W- as far as as far as that goes, I know that you know the Steelers play the Steelers play the uh, the Seahawks right um, in Seattle. It's gonna be loud. It's they have the twelfth man there, um, you know, and, and it's it's always loud up there at this time of year. It's always rainy. Um, I think that's gonna probably slow down somebody like a TJ Watt if it's raining out, um, because they're gonna be able to. They, they hopefully they can uh, they can you know run away from him uh, and you know with uh, uh, Kenneth Walker the third and Charbonnet and you know throw the ball to DK Metcalf and you know that that drive they had a couple weeks ago against the Eagles at the end of the game to go 92 yards or 94 yards or whatever it was in the last minute and a half and pull out the victory in that game was just awesome to see um and that was with drew lock and i think geno smith is probably going to be back this week so um so what else do we have going going forward other than the pittsburgh seattle game well i do have the other clinching scenarios if you want to hear them yes a pittsburgh cincinnati loss or a cincinnati or jacksonville loss or a pittsburgh jacksonville loss or a pittsburgh colts and houston loss or a Cincinnati loss, Indy loss, and a Houston loss. Thank you again to Kevin Masiri. He posted it on his Twitter. So thank you again, Kevin. Yeah, but we would like to see Baltimore beat Miami. We would like mm-hmm. to see Seattle beat Pittsburgh. Kansas City to beat Cincinnati. The Titans to beat Houston. The Raiders to beat Indy. The Panthers to beat the Jaguars. Chargers versus Denver, even though that one doesn't really matter. The Broncos are basically eliminated. Jarrett Stidham starting. And we would like to see Cleveland beat the Jets. Tonight, yes. Tonight, yes. For that way, the Jets, the Browns have something to play for next week. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say, too, is uh, the Browns, you know, not necessarily that they need something to play for, but if they win, it's going to give Baltimore something to play for because they're going to have to – not necessarily win out, but if they if they win this week, 
they'll be able to, you know, clinch the um, clinch the the number one seed this week if they beat the Dolphins and not have to worry about Cleveland. And they can they can sit their starters for two weeks because they have the bye and then they have week seventeen or week eighteen. So they can get all the rest they need. They can get players back. They can get healthy. They can you know kind of take care of themselves and come into the playoffs with basic. With, Basically, would it be, you know, it basically comes down to it is, you know, they have two games left to, you know, come in and win before they hit the Super Bowl, if that's that's what it is. And, you know, as far as as far as resting the starters for two weeks, we've seen it in the past where it's not to not the smartest thing for a team to do. But as far as as far as the Ravens go, you look at it as their injuries that they've they have right so you they're the the players that are not out right now on ir or anything like a mark andrews or anything like that they have like just like the bills had they have these little little bumps and bruises and things like that like an aj epinesa injury so you want to make sure that those things get kind of worked out in those couple of weeks where you have almost three weeks of a, a, a to get you know, to get in there and you can make sure that a fluky type thing does not happen in week 18 where Lamar Jackson gets hurt or, you know, somebody like, uh, um, you know, one of their running backs gets hurt or Isaiah likely or Odell Beckham or any, any of those guys, you know, and, and is it smart? It depends on who, how, how you're looking at it. Me personally, I would rest the starters for the, the, those almost three weeks because of those, those um, for instances, because you don't want to, you saw what happened a couple of years ago when um, the Ravens, like just last year, they had to play Tyler Huntley. They had Lamar Jackson been the one playing against the Bengals. They probably win that game. And the bills are playing the Ravens in Buffalo rather than, you know, playing the Bengals. Two years ago when the Ravens – or a couple of years ago when the Bills played the Ravens and we knocked Lamar Jackson out of the game, they couldn't do anything. Nobody could do anything on either team but at, right. that, at that point. But, um, you know, as far as that goes, I'd rather, I'd rather go into the playoffs healthy with my starting quarterback healthy, with my offensive line healthy, with everybody, you know, healthy after getting a win. Now that could – kind of turn on its face if, if the Dolphins do end up beating the beating the Ravens. And now now we're talking the Bills are most likely a sixth seed because that game didn't go our way. But what are your thoughts on, on, on any of the, the rooting scenarios this week, Pat? Well, I do think that Baltimore is going to beat Miami. Baltimore's defense put up a profess, impressive performance against San Francisco, as we saw a couple of nights ago. I do see Kansas City beating Cincinnati. I do see Seattle beating Pittsburgh with the with the way the Raiders just played against the Colts, even though Kansas City's struggling, I do see the Raiders winning that game as well. That team, that team is probably a team I wouldn't want to see. Uh, you know, just like the Bills are. Like they're coming in hot. And oh yeah. You know, Max Crosby's playing well. Antonio Pierce has got that team and culture like turned around almost immediately. Like, you know, and you don't typically see that from former players that become coaches. Right. I can only think of a couple. You got Mike Vrabel down in Tennessee. 
right. um, and now Antonio Pierce doing it with them in uh, in in Las Vegas. So at this point, right now, that's a team I would I would not want to see if they if for some reason Kansas City loses the last two and the Raiders win their division. I would not want to see that team in the playoffs at all. No, no, not at all. Um, what other what other what are your other takeaways here, Pat? Real quick. I don't see the Panthers beat. I I don't see the Panthers beating the Jaguars. I just don't. Even if Jack, even if Trevor Lawrence does not play, I don't see a world where Bryce Young and the Panthers beat Jacks beat Jacksonville. And for the yeah, last, they still game, got their own Josh Allen. <laughs> they got right, their own they Josh do. Allen. So. Yeah, their Josh Allen's still a very good Josh Allen. And then you got the Chargers, Denver game really doesn't matter anymore. I. Do see the Chargers winning that game? Jared Stidham starting. We saw the way the Chargers played last week. If they play like that, they will win. And then I do see Cleveland beating the Jets. Mm-hmm. So just to just to recap, we want the Browns to win tonight, uh, right? So Baltimore has something to play for, and then Bills win, and any two uh, any two of uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Um, Houston, Indy, in, in Houston, Indy, any two of those lose and get their eighth loss. The bills pretty much lock up a, uh, would clinch a playoff spot. Right. Which there's a lot of good scenarios that can happen. I think we mm-hmm. will clinch a playoff spot this week. Yep. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully when we talk about it next week, we're still talking about the division and hopefully, hopefully that's, uh, hopefully the last game of the regular season is, uh, you know, for the division. So, uh, let's talk about, Let's start talking about this this next upcoming game that we have here. Before before we do that, though, I know okay. we had a, a Twitter poll running. Um, yes, we did. And out of what, 184 votes, you said? 185. 185. So we had 185 votes on that. And who did they think that was going to be the, uh, the 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 star this week for the Bills? Yeah, like the question was, which Bills offensive player will have the most success Sunday? Option one, James Cook. Option two, Stefan Diggs. Option three, Gabriel Davis. Option four, Dalton Kincaid. The winner was Stefan Diggs with 49% of the votes. In second place was was actually a tie between Dalton Kincaid and James Cook at 24%. Gabe Davis had a 3%. See, and I could honestly see this being another Gabe Davis game. I, I really could. Um, you you never be. know because, you know, but again, I truly, like, I, I, I voted on the poll again, and I truly think Stefan Diggs is uh is gonna be um is gonna be the big the big kahuna this week. He's had nine games in a row where he hasn't had hundred yards. He's going against his uh you know his <laughs> his probably favorite cornerback to go against uh since he's been there and JC yep. Jackson. So um but I I really do think this is going to be a take the ball out of James Cook game and or take yeah take that out of his hands and put it and keep it in Josh's hands um, because they have Josh has, has one of the best EPAs in the league right you know so when it comes down to it I, I really think that they need to keep the ball out of anybody else's hands and put keep it in Josh's whether he's running the ball whether he's throwing the ball because I think that he has a lot of success, especially on, you know, those first down throws. So if he's throwing early and often, they can potentially be up on, on, on this team, you know, by two, three touchdowns by halftime, because there isn't a lot for, there isn't a lot there for, for new England, to be honest with you. There's, there's not. 
So I don't see this game being very, very close. Um, I see Stefan Diggs being the big, big wig this week, uh, the big guy this week. And um, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on that, the Twitter poll as well? Well, yeah, I agree. I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a good game. I know I thought he was going to have a good game last week, but he is going up against JC Jackson, which he does have success against JC Jackson. Like you said, probably his favorite corner to go up against. We haven't had a Stefan Diggs 100 yard receiving game in quite some time. Eventually, it has to happen, right? It can't keep being 20 receiving yards this game, 40 receiving yards the next game. Eventually, he's going to break out of this little streak of not having 100 receiving yards. And why not this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're nine weeks in a row now for for Stefan Diggs where he hasn't had a 100-yard game. So when it comes down to it, it, I don't I just really think that he needs to get more involved in this game. Right. To kind of go go forward, right? right? So I would I like to see, you know, other guys get involved like a Shakir, like Gabe Davis, but I really think this is going to be not necessarily a force the ball to Stefan Diggs game, but I think he's going to make the most of of his of his chances this week. Um you know, as far as far as that goes. So what do you see from this, from the Patriots, you know, moving forward? What, you know, I don't see it because it's a division game. I don't see it much like we saw it last week where we thought there was going to be a blowout. Right. I truly think it's going to be closer than what people think, but I do think there's going to be a large spread in the score. Does that make sense to you? No. Yeah. It makes sense. Like on the on-field play, it's not pure domination on the field and on the scoreboard. Like just like last week with uh, when the, when the Patriots played uh, Kansas City, right? Patriots Patriots are giving it to them up until about the third quarter, and then then Kansas City pulled away. I feel like that that's going to be the same type of game that it, we're going to see um, on on Sunday at one o'clock. Is the Bills are going to come out? They're gonna they're going to do what they need to do. I think it's going to be less of a stressful game this week, or at least I hope it is. But as far as, as far as that goes, I, I really do see a very large, a larger spread. I see like the, the bills winning by, you know, 21, but I don't see that happening until midway through the third quarter, maybe fourth quarter when they start, when they take over the game. Right. So right. how do you feel like it's going to go? I do feel like Buffalo is going to win. I have them winning 27 to 13. I feel like this is going to be the, the Stefan Diggs game where maybe he goes for 105, 106. I feel like we will break. We're, we're going to start quick because the way we started last week, we went down 10 nothing. That's not a good place to start a game. You want to be, you want to start quick for you don't have to rely on your defense to get two stops in a row, even though I think they can against New England. Just, yeah, it's gonna be a Steph, it's gonna be a Josh Allen Stephon Diggs well, game. And you saw it la- last time the Bills played um, the the Patriots. They they went down to him ten nothing because Josh Allen on his first throw threw an interception. If you just go three and out there instead of Josh Allen throwing an interception, you may they may not be you know we may may be talking about you know what's gonna happen further you know, but also too Josh Allen left the field 
with the uh, with the lead at the end of the game, and the defense couldn't get a stop against Mac Jones. So it really comes down to it where they don't have you know Matthew Judon, but they still do have you know some guys that can rush the pass. Your Christian Barrymore, um, you know they built, and it's still a Bill Belichick defense, right? So he. He game plans very, very well against against you know Josh Allen. Maybe not so much in your scoreboard or the box score, but he does seem to give Josh Allen a little bit of trouble, you know, making things happen at certain times and throwing different things at him that not that, not that he hasn't seen before, but that he the play that it's basically Josh Allen versus or Joe Brady versus Bill Belichick in this game on, on defense. And Josh Allen has to just put it to the right person. So, and like we talked about, I think that's going to be Stefan Diggs. You think that's going to be Diggs as well, but I do think Shakir, I think that um, Davis, I think that uh, James Cook, I think they are all involved in this game, but I think, I think Stefan Diggs is probably going to be over a hundred yards um, receiving I think he's probably going to have six to six to eight catches um, and probably a touchdown in this game. I would, I would, I would imagine he's going to have a touchdown in this game. Plus it's at home too. So right, we're know, at home. We're in Orchard Park, New Year's Eve. This, could, this could potentially be the last home game of the year. Potentially. So yeah. they, they may want to, they, they may want to kind of show out for the fans and everything like that and really come to play. And so my score prediction of this game um, I really think the Bills are going to end up beating them, um, beating them 35 to 13, 35, 13 is, is okay. what I'm thinking. Um, you know, the, the, the Bills score touchdowns where the Patriots only score, you know, maybe they'll get a touchdown and then a couple field goals. So, uh, with that being said, um, any of your last takeaways from, you know, what you want to see on the, uh, what you want to see. Yeah, I want us to start off quick. I want us to not turn the ball over. We saw James Cook fumble, which you know we just can't have that. You know we don't want to. We don't. We we want to. We don't want to let New England stay in the game like how we did last time. No, and you can't have you can't have bad teams hang around. You know right, that's exactly. really what it that's really what it comes down to. So my final takeaways from this game are what I really see. You know. What I really see happening is I think the defense steps up. I think I think Von Miller's probably going to get his first sack. Um, they don't have that, that great. I, they don't have that great of an offensive line. I think that Ed Oliver is going to cause a lot of havoc for um, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones or whoever is in in at quarterback. Um, you know, I, I really think the defense is going to put up probably five to seven sacks. Um, I think that the defense is going to overtake the overtake the lead for for the sacks again, and you know, I, I think there's probably going to be a Rasul Douglas maybe interception or a Benford interception uh, because I think that the 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 pass rush is going to get to get to Bailey Zappi and, and cause him to throw 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 try and throw some things that he shouldn't be throwing. So, um, with that being said, every 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 week we do our um, you know, our Buffalo basement, you know, gambling segment here. So um, let's kind of move into that before I do, I do want to say, I do want to say that um, we are again brought to you by, you know, this segment specifically is brought to you by Elliot Apollos and sons of Erie or sons of Erie. Definitely check them out. 
And uh, bear with me one second here. All right, and that, you know, definitely check out Elliot Apollo's. They got, you know, some great Italian foods. They got some great food, great atmosphere. Um, definitely hop, uh, go down there, and they'll they'll treat you, again, like I said, like family. Um, they're a great restaurant. Go in there and, you know, see everybody there and uh, watch some watch some bills, watch some sabers, um, and enjoy the food and enjoy the atmosphere. So uh, with that being said as well, um, go ahead and uh, go ahead for Sons of Erie, Pat. Yeah, if you guys want to see some some of their artwork, like the one behind me, they have artwork, apparel, hats. You can check that out that out at www.sonsofeerie.com. So, with that being said, let's uh, like I said, let's move into the uh, our, our gambling segment here. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, I, I've said the snipe of the week was your Josh Allen yards, but he has not been. <laughs> Able to get two, like I think two weeks ago he had 32 yards and he was 30 over 33 and a half. Last week, I think, uh, what did he have last week? He had like he had under 30, right? Last week, I believe he had 27. Yeah. So, real quickly here, Pat, um, we're gonna okay. go with uh, we're gonna go with passing props. Uh, Josh Allen looks Josh to Allen. be the only one. The only one in there. Do you think he goes over under 235 and a half yards? I have him at 251 going into this game off his season projection. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. Okay. And let's see here. Do you think he goes over? Where is it? Uh, passing TDs. Passing TDs. There it is. Um, do you think he goes over or under one and a half passing touchdowns? I'm going to go with the over. Now, as far as receiving props, uh, there is only four out right now. Um, Diggs, Davis, Cook, and Kincaid. Pick two of them. Let's do Diggs and Davis. Okay. Over under 68 and a half on Diggs. Let's go with the over. I said he's going to hit 100 this game. And Gabriel Davis over 36 and a half. I'm going to go with the over. Eventually... Both these receivers are going to play good at once, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and and uh, as far as that goes, we, we did take the over on both of those. So, and then uh, one of our co or one of our one of our guys from our network asked for some anytime TDs. So we'll throw one of those in there on this one this week. Um, we have Cook, Allen, Diggs, Elliot, Davis, Kincaid. Uh, Knox, Shakir, or Murray? Let's go with Diggs. I have a feeling Diggs is going to get a touchdown. Diggs. Okay. So Diggs is anytime touchdown is plus 125. So we just put together a plus 820 parlay, which will be on, on, on the website or on the uh, on Twitter um, for everybody. I'll, I'll also try and post it to um, I'll also try and post it to uh, to Facebook as well, and you, can, you guys can check that out on uh, on the Buffalo Basement Podcast uh, uh, Twitter page. And uh, with that being said, as well, I do have my one snipe of the week, and I'm going to go back to the well again. Josh Allen, 27 and a half yards uh, for rushing. I'm going to take the over on that one. Oh yeah, over all day. So with that being said, um, I do want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Um, 
I hope you guys enjoyed it. If, if you guys enjoyed it, definitely, you know, like subscribe on, on YouTube, definitely check out any of our other, uh, any of built in Buffalo's other great shows. Uh, you know, we typically would have one at the end of the night here at, at eight 30. Um, I know that one's probably not going to happen tonight. Um, but definitely check us out any other, any of the other nights. Um, so with that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining us and we'll see you next week at seven o'clock on Thursday. Uh, have a good night. Everybody have a good night. Go Bills. Go Bills.